Save it back this time around You're too beautiful and displayed There's nothing left to say I've wasted all this time on you On you It's all the same We all make mistakes And if you didn't know this I'm taking this for all it's worth If it's a game And these are the stakes Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, with I kind of had like my my come to Jesus moment.
Okay. Where, uh, yeah, I stopped, like... Sounds like a kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You're like, only um, small Jim Beam bottles from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of shifted shifted my consciousness a little bit, I think. Like, the way I handle alcohol and stuff. I'm not, like, a... I used to be definitely, mm. like, one of those uh, uh, drink and, like, bro out. Like, in punching mm-hmm. contests and all that kind of stuff. And, uh... Oh, yeah. yeah just, just a nice college douche mindset, I feel. Um... I think we all have. Yeah, that. I think so. I, I think it comes with growing too. But this definitely like kind of made me grow up fast. Um, so, so what exactly like, happened? So we were uh, we were over in the UK. And we were touring with Newfound Glory. Uh, we were having a great time. At the, this was at the time when um, Colin was the vocalist um, and I was uh, guitarist in the band. Um, and we went out to a bar, uh, had a bunch of drinks, and to the point where I think we took a taxi to another bar. Um, and I just had that classic just blackout. I just blacked mm-hmm. out. And when I came to, um, I remember, I, I mean, the human memory is fickle as it is. So who, who mm-hmm. knows how blur this, but what I, what I do remember is kind of like my, just kind of like fizzling back into, into consciousness. And I'm just walking, looking at my, my shoes. I had these like skull <laughs> vans on and I was just walking <laughs> in, in, in the dark and, uh, in Birmingham, uh, in the United Kingdom, which is, uh, which would be a rough area in some parts. Um, okay. They had like some rise up too. They, they it's just a, not the best area, especially for a drunk uh, American dude to be walking around at night. <laughs> and uh, I remember coming to, and I was just walking, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> I have no idea where I am." Uh, knowing me, I probably just left the bar thinking that I was like at the bar that was you know a block from our bus. And I think what happened was we had taken a taxi, and then I got blacked out, and I'm just like, I'm at the same bar, <laughs> but I definitely wasn't at the same bar. Uh, so I'm walking, and I just realized I have no idea where the fuck I am. I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I tried flagging down taxis to tell them to take me to the. Uh, uh, I think the venue was uh, one of the. Uh, it was it was Academy. It was Academy. there's a couple like Academies. They they they're like kind of like these venues in the UK that um, in different cities they have like the Academy Two and and all that stuff. Okay. And I remember trying to tell them where to take me. I was like, I just need to go there. But I think with all my slurred speech and stuff, they just couldn't understand me, and they didn't want to deal with just a drunk guy. American dude. <laughs> so I remember like a couple of taxis. I was just trying yeah. to beg them, like, I need to go to the academy. And they're like, I don't know what you want, man. <laughs> oh, shit. And kept just driving off. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I'm walking, and I come up. There's this uh, group of dudes walking by, and uh, I remember asking them if they knew how to get to the academy. And uh, first thing I remember was just a just a punch across the face. Oh, and yes, and that's when like the adrenaline kicks in. This is like where I remember like my memory kicks in, and I remember the first words out of my mouth was, "Oh, that's not cool, man." <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and then I I get another hit in the face, and I'm just like, that's when my body kicks. I'm like, yo, you're about to get fucked up. Um. So like I, I just feel the the adrenaline like kick in and I swing at this dude and I feel I remember feeling the bridge of his nose and my fingers and something was like cracked. Um, I think Ooh. it might have been his nose and definitely was my finger the next day. But I I hit this dude and Ooh. then I just run. That's like my instinct is just fucking run. And again, yeah. like, that's what I remember is just seeing my shoes and like at this point like before then like I was barely able to walk. You know. And, yeah. and communicate to a taxi driver where I needed to go, but just that adrenaline kicked in. I just remember like running for my life, thinking there was—I I think there was five of them. And again, this is fuzzy Nick 
right. <laughs> fuzzy Nick memory. As much but, as you um, can piece it together. I just, yeah, I just totally assumed. I was like, they're going to fuck me up. They're going to, you know, they're going to mug me. They're going to do it. And I just ran Whoa. as fast as I could. I remember just taking turns. I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even listen. I just kept running and running and running uh, until I literally could not run anymore. And I turned around and nobody was following me. I was out of breath and I looked to my left and there's a police station right there. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I go up and I push, they have a, the doors are locked and they have a call button and I, and I push the button and they're like, what do you want? And I'm like, I'm an American, I'm lost. He's like, get a taxi back. I'm like, dude, I've tried, please just let me come in, you know, and, and figure out where I am and stuff. So let me come in. And thankfully, um, our, um, our merch guy, Ollie, Ollie Mack, who's also, uh, um, lived over in the UK. He uh, had put out an APB because they realized I was missing. Um, mm. and they put an APB for a drunk American. And uh, <laughs> so I got there. Like, we know they, what that looks like. We'll like, find him. Yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, so they were like, oh, yep, your mates are looking for you. And uh, my guy's got a taxi. And, and I remember um, our tour manager, Evan, he had this. I remember you guys remember Bathing Ape, like the, the clothing brand Bathing Ape. They would have like just yeah, ugly ass vaguely. hoodies and stuff. I remember yeah. seeing his ugly fucking hoodie coming up from the darkness to the front door, and it was the best thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, Evan! Rescue. Evan! Rescue, yes. So they rescued me. We went back to the bus, and the story's not done there because um, after we got to the bus, we took off from there, and I wake up to somebody talking about, um, it was our bus driver, Steve, who was the nicest dude in the world. He had a giant, he played drums for Morbid Angel. I remember him, he had a giant uh, pentagram back piece, and he was the nicest dude in the fucking world. Um, but I remember him talking, uh, saying something as I'm waking up in the morning, like, your mate pissed in the front of the bus, and I flash back, and <laughs> oh, during no. a gas station stop, that that night, I had gotten up and sleptwalked, <laughs> and oh. we had a double-decker bus, and I was on the top deck, and I proceeded to pee down the front of the bus and as like Steve's sitting there like getting ready to park to get gas he's like it's not raining and he looks up and it's me just raining piss down the front of the bus oh no that was yes yes so that was my final and he didn't beat my ass or anything he cleaned up the piss like nicest dude in the fucking world I couldn't apologize enough but but that was my uh, that was my come to Jesus moment we're just like shoot let's bring it in let's get your shit together it's time to stop being a fucking douchebag it was that kind of thing Moder- oh, moderation's yeah. a great thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. And for the uh, next uh, week or two, I was pulling thorns out of my leg. So I must have like oh, fallen shit. into bushes and stuff too. I was pulling like, these giant like thorns out of like my leg that I had fallen into and stuff. So Holy that shit. was my uh, yeah. After that, I, I stopped. I stopped drinking. And um, actually, the only had, we, thing we had on the bus was was weed. And up to that point, I only smoked weed every once in a while because it would give me the spins because I would just smoke mm-hmm. it when I get fucked up. And um, smoking oh, yeah. weed kind of gave me that perspective of like really making me step back and really look at my life and the decision I made and how it affected other people and stuff. So that was kind of like my start to, I guess, being a... I'm not the best person, obviously, but kind of being a, a better person than what I was and realizing how my actions affect others and how I could hurt myself and all that. So well, it's good I, to have that kind of perspective. Exactly, and oh, unfortunate yeah. that it ended up that way because it ended up it could have ended up a, a lot worse. So, yeah, absolutely. That's well, my big well, story, and I've told it a couple well, times, but that's my big like 
story where I kind of came around and was just mm. uh, really like a sobering moment where I just needed to uh, kind of, you know, get my shit together and, and stop being an asshole. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Hey, I feel like we're coming in like Aesop's Fables. You yeah. Know, we got a moral to the story, and I like <laughs> yeah, that. Right? It's one of the best ways we have started the show. Sure. Welcome to American Slagger Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. Today we're joined by the lovely voiced Nick Thompson. Yeah, nice to be here. Yeah. Oh, there we baby, go. Calm down. Ladies, keep your britches on. Because <laughs> ladies, ladies wear britches. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know what uh, era they're listening to this podcast. It's a britches dropper. That's know. what it is. Um, britches are making a go. comeback, man. <laughs> Calm down. So, so Nick, do you want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, uh, your history kind of musically? and uh, all that? My history musically? Um, i just a corn-fed Ohio boy. Um, Grew up going to hardcore and punk shows and um, was fortunate enough to meet a bunch of guys and start a, a band called... Well, I didn't start the band. I joined the band Hit the Lights. Um, and it just ended up kind of progressing from there and taking us from Ohio to, you know, to Indiana, to California, to around the world. You know, it kind of a, a, a just really my oh, dream yeah. come true, for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, anywhere around the world, people are, you can ask somebody, like, and a lot of people know, hit the lights, man. It's, uh, you guys have Very been popular. all over. Yeah, yeah, we, we've we been listening to you for a long, long time. What year did you end up joining hit the lights, actually? I joined in 2004, around April wow, of 2004, yeah. yeah. So it's oh, like, wow, so early on. it's over a decade now, like, it's, and it happens so fast. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I yeah. bet. I bet, man. Uh, and among other things, he didn't even mention Thief Club. Yeah, I'm, I love, I love the Thief Club. Thank it's, you, man. Jesse did a good comparison. He said, he he said it's like you took hit the lights and you put it on a little bit of a, a four year strong, more aggressive stroke, man. And I just, I really enjoyed that. Good, thank you, man. It's just, it's just uh, songs that are super personal to me, you know. And um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I listened to. Uh, me and my fiance, I, I listened to that record for the first time in a long time on our way back. We had just played a festival last week in Pittsburgh uh, called Four Chord Fest with with my guys. Like the only show we played this year is Hit the Lights. Cool. And um, like uh, I went through like just bumfuck where I didn't have phone service. Um, and I had mm-hmm. that record as like one of the only records I had on my phone. So I got to kind of like revisit everything, oh, wow. and I was like, oh man, like it was it was really nice. Like because there's like it's just a very very personal record and um. Even like Lee, my fiance, she was like, "This is really fucking sad." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it is," but in the best way because it's you know it's just that catalyst of what yeah. you know with me kind of like getting emotions of you know over loss and and frustration and all all the stuff that I think that people go through through life and it's just like my outlet for that and um, it's still powerful. It still hits home like when I hear it again too. I'm really really proud of it and I'm mm. proud of. Uh, um, yeah. all the producers I got to work with within it's um, like I, I, we're not going to stop there I'll definitely be releasing more in the future that's Good. awesome that's awesome man that's I, what we were hoping to yeah, hear absolutely. yeah yeah New York Mansions I was jamming out so hard to earlier honestly I was uh, it's like my favorite song I love it awesome man I'm really into that one thank you like I said, I'm, really, yeah, yeah. I'm really proud of it and that all comes with you know um, like that song came from um, we basically grew up as a band in New Jersey uh, recording albums and stuff and uh, we stayed at our friend uh, Sammy the Bull's house for literally combined probably a, a year or two um, recording albums and staying oh, wow. with him oh, and he yeah. lived in downtown Newark in this area that just you know like block by block you live in these uh, they're just these mansions just these beautiful old mm, mansions yeah. Cause like Newark is a uh, Newark New Jersey by the way anybody that doesn't know is this city kind of marred with um, 
um, class division and stuff like that. They had these giant race riots in the 60s uh, during like kind of their their industrial revolution stuff too that just marred the city and then really like made the separation. So they have all of these these industrial kingpins that built all of these giant fucking mansions and stuff. And uh, by the 60s just ended up like leaving, getting chased out. Um, and then so you have these these neighborhoods that with these million dollar homes and stuff right next to these, you know, bodegas and and these uh, kind of projects and stuff, too. And it's just such an interesting dynamic. Hmm. And especially seeing, like I said, where, where New York mansions came from, just seeing these giant mansions that were just abandoned, that are just immaculate and amazing. Mm-hmm. And just for some reason, or other, just people had to take off because of all the turmoil that was going on. You could just really feel that history and that um, that animosity and that. Uh, just that yeah. cultural divide that just ripped through that city and really fucked that city up, and, and all that divide, you know, all that pain and stuff is still very much there for sure. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And the the romanticizing of that I thought was really interesting for the song. I really, I really do like that. What's been going on lately with Hit the Lights, man? What are you guys up to right now? Well, we started out last year. Um, we started recording a couple songs. We we were off our label, uh, Pure Noise, and. We had some time off. Here's the thing: um, a lot of our our bandmates now, like Nate uh, and Kyle, especially, um, they they've started a family and have children and stuff. So that right away oh, is like yeah. you know that comes first, and we love that, and, and yep. obviously mm-hmm. we all support that. So there's a there's a weaving around that. You know, when we have tours or anything like that, mm-hmm. we have to oh, yeah. make sure they're they're tours that are that are worthwhile, and make sure that they're not taking us away for too long. Um, so we we started, yeah, yeah absolutely, and it, it complicates things, but it, I think in a good way, and it's something that uh, I'm very happy for all my guys. They have beautiful a beautiful family, and and it's great. Um, it definitely a weird dynamic turning into because it's when you're on the road for as long as we have. Like I definitely I'm a man child. Like I have yet to grow. I'm 34, <laughs> but I have yet to. I, I feel being on the road for you know over a decade stunts your your growth socially, I guess. Your growth? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, because like you know, yeah. you know, when you're in a, in a band, you you're away for months at a time, and you come back, and all your friends have, you know, they have all these day jobs, and they work, you know, factories or business jobs and stuff. So like, all of our friends have been having starting to have kids, you know, when they were, you know, from 21 to, you know through 30 and, and all that. So like we've all seen our, our friends grow up and stuff instantly. Cause once they have those kids, it changes yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for us, I, they're on that career path, go to college, yeah. get married, have a yes. job, yeah. have a kid, just that different path in life. And when you're in a path mm-hmm. with, with music and touring and a band and stuff, it's a very, very different life. You know, um, mm-hmm. I would compare it to, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of partying involved. There's, um, there's a, Oh, Absolutely, yeah. it's it's you know you're definitely in like a college atmosphere. You're like, because what else do you have to do? You're an entertainer. Yeah, you're an entertainer. There, yeah, there's man. nothing else to do. You, you're you're so monotonous because uh, while everyone else is going to their nine to five job every day, you're doing that, but you're going to a venue, uh, mm-hmm. playing a show, uh, drinking yep. because there's nothing else to do at the venue. Mm-hmm. Besides getting online, yep. uh, yeah. and then going to the next place, interacting with people after the so, show, yeah, and yeah. very and social, yeah. and then doing the yep. bus grind. Yep, absolutely. So it's it's it builds a different person, and uh, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think that all of us came out okay from it, but I will say that, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I'm a man child. I'm a 34 year old man child where I've I'm coming into things that my friends came into at 25 just now. You know, with with house payments and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So it's um, 
it stunts you in that way, but I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just different. Um, so no. yeah. in the same yeah. aspect when, uh, you know, our band members have kids and stuff like that, they, they're snapping into that stuff now, and it, it makes it more complicated for us to do a full-time thing, and that's just not an option anymore. Um, but in that... On that, you you had mentioned that you guys played one show this year for the one most show, part. One show, one um, show. We had we released some singles over time, and we were going to release a an EP. But it, um, uh, Kyle, a guitarist, and his wife Kaylin had had a happy surprise, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like it just happened, and it was awesome. We're all happy, and they were very happy. And she's a beautiful baby girl. Um, so nice. yeah, and That's now awesome. um, Nate's our drummer. He's expecting his third child, so it's. Things get a little more complicated, and there's um, there's no planning, I guess, at this point. it's uh, For us, we're just happy. Like If things make sense right now, we're happy to be hit the lights and get together and see each other. But um, for now, there's no plans for the future just because family will, you know, their family is, is the most important oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Is that where Thief Club kind of came out of? Was you sort of looking for a way to... Do do something that you could put a little bit more into, yeah. Uh, time wise, well, Thief Club was was something that came out of. Um, mm. I think we had um, just just a little history for what happened. Um, Hit Lights was on Universal for a while, and we kind of got stuck on that label, trying to write a record that they wanted. Um, went through a really rough time where you know we just um, and I'm not shit talking the label or anything like that because obviously it's it's a business that's what they wanted, but. They didn't want Hit the Lights to be Hit the Lights. So we were trying to find our way to write around and try to get these songs on the radio mm. um, and get their approval for, for something that they wanted while at the same time, just for, like the whole this whole time we were just Hit the Lights and now we had to figure out how can we be Hit the Lights but Hit the Lights that they want and we can get the go-ahead to record. So we were just writing all these songs, right. um, going in with all these songwriters, which was something that was very foreign to us. Um, and I learned a lot from it, but I... Um, it really messes with your with your confidence as a songwriter. You know, it, it changes everything about mm. it and the dynamic. Because we had always grown up, like, we, we wrote these songs just because we loved to write songs. And that's what got us signed. And, you know, people attached yeah. themselves to them. And, and, and that's kind of where we went from there. And then this different aspect came in where, you know, you just ground down into something like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm writing for. Um, so... After we released Invicta, and um, that was a record that very much came out of that of us really exploring different parts of Hit the Lights and who we were as a band and stuff. Um, I've heard some people refer to it as like Hit yeah. the Lights on a lot of weed, which I think is accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. It's definitely spacey and more <laughs> more ethereal. But um, like that that record was received, you know, like half half our fan base loved it and half our fan base hated it. And after going through such a much uh, tumultuous time with with the label and getting off the label and finding another one stuff it was just exhausting and i feel like everyone just was just mm. done it was just like the the industry just kind of yeah. ground us down and just broke us and like i had such a terrible taste in my mouth for music and i just kind of swore off music for a little bit and thief club came in where like we were off the road for i think a year and a half or something and i just dug up all these songs that i really liked that the label had said no to and i was like i think these are these are good. These are what I want to do, and I just want to have an outlet yeah. to it. So this was like Thief Club was a way to get all of these songs off my chest that I had written, so I could kind of move on to the next step that I wanted to as as a songwriter. You know, so that's where Thief Club came in. And, and yeah, it, yeah. Interesting juxtaposition with the name of uh, the group because it's almost like you stole the songs from yourself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
little bit. I actually got <laughs> yeah, it from a, is, uh, uh, a South Park episode um, called okay. About Last Night, where they had a like a Osama bin Laden and John McCain and Sarah McPalin. They were in a they were in a thief club to to uh, steal like the the Hope <laughs> Diamond. That was like the whole plot. Okay, and he said thief mm-hmm. club, and I was it just like tickled my brain, and I was like, I'm gonna remember that. And then it came to fruition later on where I ended up using that nice. to kind of put it over those songs. So that's what Thief Club was. And like I said, it was definitely a catalyst yeah. to get – it was getting mm-hmm. me back into music and, and showing me – showing myself that like this is why you love music in the first place because you wrote it because you loved it. And it wasn't yeah. about trying to get your record out and it wasn't about trying to like get stuff on the radio. It was just a very pure uh, – I just went back to the basics. It was just like I just wanted to – yeah. make music to, to get out my emotions at the time and that's why it was such a, a great thing for me and it really helped me to move on as a songwriter yeah and and you know it's it's i have to say it's a little it's sad when like you know uh someone at the label or the record company is the one putting the brick wall up yeah it's like you know it it's like uh everybody wants to get their hands in the yeah. kitchen you know and unfortunately it's like a lot of people don't have the right to be in the kitchen in the first spot. You know, it's not their art to be controlling you guys. I've obviously been creating content that people fucking love. I mean, in the scene, people love hit the lights. Like get the fuck Mm -hmm. out of here. Don't touch that. Let them be like that. You know, hearing this from an outsider, from a fan perspective, it's just like, makes me want to go slap any record label that wanted to touch anything that you guys are doing. It's like, like, who are you to stop this mm. from being shared with anyone who would enjoy it? Just because you don't like it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not worth something. It should be a lab. You should be running like an experiment that they let go in a contained area on their own. You know, in my opinion, and I understand there's a lot of money, at yeah. stake. You know, exactly. A lot of people that's are worried the about bottom that line. Sure, them. absolutely. But you know what? They fuck themselves because they're going to make you change. And like you said, you're 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 second guessing your confidence. That's a big issue. Like because of some executive, some producer, whatever. Yeah. You know, I just, it's like uh, they they picked you up in the first place, so they should like what you're able to produce. You know, or be yeah. it should be more of a supportive role rather than a managerial role. Which uh, yeah, it's it's nice that a lot of stuff can be made independently. Yeah, these exactly. Days. But and and I think that the, in defense of our our A and R's, like I think they genuinely liked our music. Um, I think we got signed because of our mm-hmm. fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, but then mm-hmm. they, yeah. you know, I, I'll be honest, like the the songs weren't there as far as radio goes because pop punk doesn't work on radio. <laughs> you know, it just does. Like there's it's been tough unless it's, unless you have yeah. an alternative right. station or something. Yeah, there's yeah. been like very few yeah. pop punk bands that have that have like been able to make it, you know, and and cross that threshold of alternative. Um, you know, at the time I think Amberlin was like the big band on our label that had crossed the threshold and made it to like alternative radio. Mm-hmm. And even then like we're not Amberlin, mm-hmm. you know? Like we're more the closest we had was like All Time Low. And again, like we're maybe like mm-hmm. a heavier version and like mm-hmm. All Time Low still like, you know, they they made it hard to break radio, and that's they haven't broke radio, but they've had number yeah. one records on yeah. iTunes. So like, it just goes to show you, it just they're yeah. just not that radio is not the platform for our type of music, you know. It, it and that doesn't mean yeah. that it's not successful. It just means that it's not the best platform no. for for pop punk and what it was, you know. And the paradigm's mm. changing for everything, mm-hmm. whether it be television, music, uh, fucking radio, podcasting, yep. uh, thing absolutely yeah. involved with. It's it people are people are getting it in different ways, and I feel like a lot of these industries haven't caught up to kind of modern day, I guess, in a way. Well, they're clinging um, on. And, they're just they're clinging on out. to like whatever they yeah. can. Yeah, yes. they're, they're holding on because that's what they know, right. and it makes it easier for them to try and stick with it. But it's all I mean, gonna right. kind of fall away. Yeah, and, the irony. 
of it is like still something that like rings true to me now because like um ever since you know we were in the band like my my vision of success like my vision of like this is what this is when I know I made it is to be was to be signed to a major label and then the irony of all that whole thing is is like ultimately that's kind of what killed any momentum that Hit the Lights had was being on that major label which is really funny in a sense and kind of like something that like uh, I still take with me now is you know you 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 can make these goals and stuff like that too but like if you're not enjoying the ride and where you are uh, at the time anyway and constantly always thinking about up 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 um you're kind of missing out on everything anyway you know like cause yeah. you'll, you'll hit that peak oh, yeah. and then you hit there and it's like what else is there and it's like oh this isn't what i needed in the first place you know yeah, oh, yeah. constantly search you could hit that goal and yeah you feel like yeah it. absolutely mm. so you should absolutely be doing it for the, the why you're doing it in the first place like the writing the music getting it right and that eventually all came around again you know i, I had that self-realization which is like i just need to write music the same reason why we started mm. you know writing music with hit the lights in the first place and and, you know, that was a beautiful thing. It was kind of like a yeah. a little rejuvenation of and, and the rejuvenation of confidence in myself because I was definitely down, you know, a really deep dark hole. I think we all were, you know. Yeah, and music. Yeah, music naturally like attracts that. You know, sure. like, you just it's like such a good way to just get that out too. You know, it, just, it, cre- it creates such good content. Yeah, honestly, well, I feel like I feel it like. resonates with the song too. You know, when you have that that raw honesty, I feel like that in general is what what people react to most that the thing that people vibe to they pick that up mm-hmm. you know they pick up the honesty in it you know I, I i truly believe that oh yeah and i think that's you know you guys resonated to me like through my youth honestly like as such a unique act and jesse's one of the ones responsible actually for showing oh, jesse. Like, who it was so it's yeah. all up to jesse like well, i gotta say my man. I, I gotta right now. and i gotta just like uh you know you're kicking the props to me i gotta kick the props to an old ex-girlfriend because she's the one that mm. i heard it from and i was like damn like she had a really good taste yeah. in music though, so. thank you so much uh, you and, fucking yeah, bitch thank you so much i mean at least i got at least i got you guys out of her so <laughs> yeah no it, it's uh, i've been listening to you guys for a while you know you, you've been on my playlist constantly mm-hmm. just kind of mixed in there with with all my other favorites you know brand new and and uh, four years strong some or some earlier or more recent oh ones I, I should say yeah, honestly, like, oh man, you're you're definitely one of the most listened to bands on my fucking playlist. I gotta say, like, and, all your shit always is on shuffle. And I, with uh, Thief Club, I actually Matt had told me about uh, Thief Club. I I didn't realize that you were working on something new, and only last week or so, mm-hmm. I, I started listening to it, and I'm just like, this is cool. Great. I feel like I'm getting a whole new oh, batch. It is. Of, it's like a whole new batch uh, of HTL of kind of you know stuff. It's definitely I, like along the veins of that. Untouched. Yeah. It's so funny, the story you gave us, I'm like, holy shit. It, it is. It's hit the lights untouched without anybody fucking sticking their fingers yeah. in there. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, I like it. Sure. And, and on that on note, you know, as well, I think, you know, we, I, I think that I honestly do best with the guys with me. Uh, um, and I, I enjoy doing mm-hmm. Thief Club and stuff, but at the same time, um, I had just mm-hmm. instances recording those, those songs. I'm just like, I just wish I had someone in there like, give me like a different twist on it you know or like give me some new ideas um because i stand by like our last hit the lights album summer bones i feel is uh our best release and i think that's 
we the one of the reasons we call that Summer Bones is just because we just went back to Bare Bones. We all sat in a room and wrote those songs together, and I feel like we literally got just kind of the best record we've ever written, in my opinion. I'll, I'll vouch, yeah, Fucked Up Kids reminded me of some classic Yeah, hit absolutely, and that all comes from, you know, Kevin and Dave uh, and Omar and Nate, that's, you know, all of them are all in that, and that's all just bouncing stuff off each other and challenging each other to come up with something better. So, I love Thief Club, and I, I love that that's my freedom now, and I can do that, but um, I love Hit the Lights for the fact that I have those other guys in there giving me new perspectives on stuff so it's not just all Nick because I can bore myself to death for sure. So it, there's a beautiful aspect of both. You got to kind of be a little crazy too mm. to, to just do it on your own. Yeah, yeah It's nice yeah. to have that support. It's nice to have your, essentially they're your family. Like the, that's why you always go yeah, back to absolutely. them. Absolutely. And it's nice to have, you know, someone who brings up the idea and you're like, Oh, I didn't fucking think of that because that's not a fucking Nick idea. If you listen to the thief club stuff, right. you know, like mm-hmm. I can tell you like there's, I, I've, I'm not a, a mysterious person. You can tell like structuring songs and stuff. I've, and you can tell it's times where I'm just like, fuck it, I'll just go to the bridge then. Cool, I'll do that. You know. So it's nice to have other people that <laughs> that are just like, what if we did this? And I'm like, I didn't think of that. That's awesome. You know, that's always a beautiful thing. Yeah, as, as a former musician, I can totally understand that. You need the bounce, man. You sure. got to have the. In you guys just have that chemistry. That doesn't work just naturally. You know, it's just even you guys even have with built the podcast. A lot of times, you know, idea wise, like it's it's nice to have the other person. Mm-hmm. Me and Matt bounce. Well, yeah, each other all the we time. We used to be a band, believe it or not. But the, <laughs> it's deals, the chemistry. Fate you deals have jokers. Chemistry. <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna have any type of collaboration, uh, how dare you name drop, yeah. sir? Um, if you're gonna have any type of collaboration. Pro- Project. You gotta have that. Cl- you gotta have the chemistry. Sure. You know, and without a doubt, you guys have that chemistry. So I, I definitely see why you're like you need that. You know, you need that structure almost. You know, like you need your your right hand man, your left hand man type yeah. deal. Like it's just what you're used to. You're you're the family, like Jesse. Yeah. Said. And there's a beauty in both sides. Like there's times when I just love just doing whatever the fuck I want, but there's times too I'm just like. I feel this could be better and nobody's here to tell me that. You know, like this could have been better and someone could have been mm-hmm. like, eh, we could have done better and, you know, we just went with it. So, yeah. like I said, there's that, that beautiful balance. Um, and that's why it's and important. They see things you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Now, I, I have to say something totally unrelated to music. Uh, it seems like you're a bit of an outdoorsman. I am. <laughs> mm. I was wondering that I myself. like the trees. Spend, spend some time on the water? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> funny. This. So, um, so, where are you guys located at? I'm I'm in San Jose, California, okay. and Albany, Albany. New York. Oh, you got the Albany. We're we're both we're, from the Poughkeepsie, New yeah. York area. Okay, yeah. fuck yeah. Okay, so like um, I, I obviously I'm from Ohio originally and stuff. You know the chance. <laughs> no, I know the chance. I know the chance very well. I've had yeah. definitely some of my that, favorite shows. That was shows. like our home venue. <laughs> okay, definitely some of our favorite <laughs> hit the light shows were at the chance, thinking that place was gonna fall nice. to the ground. <laughs> for sure. Oh right. my god, it's a sh- it's still standing. I'll vouch I can't for it. I went there it. last year. I drove down there. I can't believe uh, it. It still stands somehow, <laughs> some way. Um, but you know, like with with winter, especially being in Albany and stuff like that. I just like with, especially with Ohio. Like I was just done with winter. I'm fortunate enough that like my fiance was from Myrtle Beach, so I was able to move down here. Um, and even this past winter was mm. just it was cold down here in Myrtle Beach. Like we had snow and ice and stuff. So like I oh wow yeah in my free time that's I've been I I write songs for people I get hired to write songs and um I work on my own music but I just had a really long fucking winter where it was just I was so tired of being inside Ugh. and um I I love kayaking that's like something I've I've always loved to do is something that's connected with me and mm-hmm. uh, my fiance Ramley 
brought up. I think it was like on like Facebook jobs or whatever. She's like, "Oh, this kayak tour guide company is is hiring." And I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> so I <laughs> called him up and I checked it out. Um, and because I just wanted to get out of the house anyway, I wanted something to do. And I was like, "If I can get paid to fucking yeah. kayak, I, I don't know what else I want sweet. right now." Dude, and yeah, it's right? been it's yeah. been a, a great time. Honestly, like the it's been completely different. Um, and I work for a company called JNL uh, Kayaks, which honestly has the best owners on the face of the planet. I work with the best people ever. Um, and That's it's cool. it's a, a fun job that keeps me active. And I I uh, do tours through some of the most beautiful places in South Carolina, rivers and and inlets and stuff. Um. And obviously, I have to take pictures sometimes because <laughs> what else? If you don't take pictures, you weren't really there anyway. Yeah, yeah, right. there, yeah. Bro. Of course, you better hashtag age. it too because <laughs> yeah. if you don't hashtag it, then <laughs> exactly. So this whole summer, obviously, I've taken a little break. I did a, a little producing and stuff here and there, but like I've just been doing this kayak thing. Um, and soon it'll come to an end. Tour season will come to an end, and I I'll miss it again. Right now, I'm a little burnt out, and I'm I'm ready mm. to get back to songwriting and stuff, but. It's been a, a really excellent yeah. part of my life now where I, like I said, I have a blast and uh, I'm outside all the time. Yeah, that's a which cool I love. job, man. That's a wicked cool job, man. I feel like that's the perfect job for somebody that's creative like that. It's like you can't have that fucking like stuck in a rhythm type deal like of a normal stuck thing. Stuck in an like, office. <sighs> yeah. Like yeah. you got to have something freelance like that. Like just I'm out in fucking nature, bitch. Absolutely. Like, just <laughs> and, and natural, I think there is, I, you know? I think there's something to be said. I, I really, I do truly believe that, uh, Nature's a big part of of us as humans, and then something that we're slowly like falling mm-hmm. away from. And I think that you know that a lot of like the depression stuff that's coming up uh, has to do with us being away from where we naturally were. Um, and I will say that I hold on. Side question: yeah. Are you Indian at all? I probably not. I'm pretty white. I don't. <laughs> oh, damn it! You let me down, Nick. <laughs> I'm just I'm tan, Indian, so I'm like always uh, like, hold on. Matt's always asking. I'm Native American. I'm a good percent. Yo, I will so get down with some like, peyote with have... you, my friend. Anytime you want to go, let's do I'll, it. Fuck yeah! We'll, I better be. Invited. We'll talk about this after the show because <laughs> okay. this might not be legal. Uh, <laughs> it is if you're a uh, part of a Native American church, which I am. There you so go. There it is. Ooh. Um, oh, go. We're good. We're good. Yeah. We're covered. We're good. But that that's awesome. It's not a, a normal nine to five job. No, not at all. And I think that it being out in the sun mm-hmm. and being around nature so like that definitely um I deal with seasonal depression, it runs in my family. It sounds silly, but it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Um and it definitely yeah. f- can you know, fuck you up and get you in a weird headspace. And um uh having oh, yeah. this is has helped me battle that extremely well, you know. Um uh, it's like any other job, it can 100%. be it can be frustrating sometimes. You you deal with with tourists and people and <laughs> <laughs> like most of them, most of them are awesome. Sometimes Some are better they're a than headache, others, of yeah. course. But the fact is, too, again, <laughs> yeah. like every time you're out there on the water and you're seeing these, you know, seeing these awesome views and stuff, it's it's hard to be mad, for sure. Now, is it open open ocean or is this more like like uh, uh, rivers? Uh, right now, we we have a river tour that we do. That's beautiful. It's like one of my favorites because we're just you're in the middle of nowhere and not, literally all you hear is just just the forest and stuff and you're on for about uh That's two and nice. a half hour three hour drive me and jesse have done a bunch of those yep those are fun. come down we did, we did paddle boarding too down. yeah <laughs> yeah fuck with paddle boards too paddle boards a little harder you know just like a little little yeah. more work uh, but i was oof. burnt out my yeah. i felt like my yeah. core someone hit me like <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. yeah we were definitely burnt after i fell off immediately i ju- went to get on it the first time like, and uh jesse's like watching me and i just fell into the river well you get it you, get, you gotta get your finesse exactly like once you get it though you'll you'll get it but um with as far as yeah. you know where we are like we are we're at, like a red inlet um 
right? It's called Cherry Grove, and it's like uh, pretty much one of the southern mm. points of South Carolina. And there's a, an island called Wadey's Island that is the southernmost border island in South Carolina. So we just do a tours out mm-hmm. to this island that's this um, uh, uninhabited, uh, undisturbed island out there. It's beautiful. Like there's oh, wow. just wildlife out the fucking ass. It's you know it's I've learned so much, and a lot of my coworkers are like um, have been like biology students going to coastal Carolina and stuff. So like every time I'm out there, I'm learning something new and you know, you just get That's a real awesome. appreciation. Like dude, loggerhead sea turtles, all this stuff. And I also see the, the downsides where, yeah. you know, like we'll see like the human interaction where I see, I find, you know, and I have to report, you know, dead sea turtles that have plastic lodged in their throat or like fishing lines and line their oh, necks. Yeah. So you see that That's human interaction so and why like people don't see that and they don't think about it. And mm. you know, so right. there's that whole thing too, where I'm getting the, the grip of like, you know, we need to start, waking up to to what we're actually doing to the ecosystem because in reality we are all part of this this whole system and like we like to think we're not home we don't got another planet exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah not not to get hippie shit but yeah (laughs) i i got a question that i want you to answer sure it seems to me like south carolina is the hidden gem of the u.s right now I don't know why, but I feel like everybody's trying to move there. Everybody's trying to go on vacation there. Is it true? Are you guys hiding like like the nicest place right now in the U.S.? Is it really that um, nice on the beach well, and everything? Here's what I do know, because uh, I'm sure you've been around. Did your families ever your family ever come down in Myrtle Beach or the, the area for vacation? Yes, I went there yes. once. Yes, yes, when I was younger. Okay, so there was a marketing campaign in the '90s. Uh, Hilton was one of them, and there was a couple other marketing companies that got together and they decided to market to uh, Ohio areas like uh, the Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland areas, and as well as upstate New York, um, all around all the uh. Poughkeepsie and all that stuff. Oh. And they would just bombard people with stuff, and that created a giant influx of people coming down. So now, like, no Ohioans shit. are well yeah, well known for coming down to South Carolina, uh, as well as New wow. Yorkers. Um, who else? Uh, Man. Virginians. Probably Jersey and stuff, too. Jersey, yes, as well. So there's a giant mm-hmm. marketing campaign in the 90s that's still coming through today, and that kind of wow. made that, that bridge there. So um, It's amazing how that shaped, shifted like the whole yeah. like, uh, vacation <laughs> of a coast. You know, it's just like, we'll isolate this area. The populations of those towns Man. probably exploded yep. after that, too, yeah. Yep. Because uh, I know we know a lot of people in our school, their families have moved mm-hmm. down there. Like, it's just, I'm always hearing about South Carolina being, you know, the, the spot right now. Yeah. It, that makes sense. Well, and there's such it's marketing. They're, they're marketing. It's fucking marketing. <laughs> of course it is. But there's amazing right? places down here, too. Like, um, of the, Charleston's got like an influx. Charleston used to be awesome, and now it's like uh-huh. too much. People are just coming down there night and day. Uh, Wilmington is a new place that's fantastic. Just got an awesome, yes, awesome area with tons of breweries and all these like, just uh, Ooh. just just uh, new businesses and stuff booming. And it's just like a nice, still small town feel. I think it's gonna be like New Charleston that kind of feel. Um, and the reason okay. I love Myrtle Beach, I think Myrtle Beach has gotten like kind of like the dirty Myrtle. Um, uh, <laughs> name for it. What a what lately. a phrase. What the Las Vegas of the beach? What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, but. The, the cool thing about Merle, and this is coming from a transplant like myself, is um, we get that influx of, of tourism and stuff like that that comes in during the summer. So we have all the uh, the anemones of uh, amenities. I can't talk. Amenities of a... <laughs> I do that too. Don't worry. Sorry. Of a big city. We have, we got you know malls, any, like, so much good food, all this stuff. But then you know once tour season ends, it's all ours. You know, there's... Mm. And, like, we don't have that much traffic in the first place, but like... After tour season's done, which it'll be done probably this week, 
like for the next couple months, we still have amazing weather and everything is ours for, you know, up until May, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Which it's fantastic. like a ghost town, right? It's not a ghost it's, town anymore because like more people have been moving in, obviously, again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. But you normally the tourism season, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's dramatically yeah. different. And this yeah. city thrives on tourism. You know, like a lot of a lot of my friends and stuff, mm-hmm. they make all their money during the summer and stuff and they just live off that through the winter until the next wow. one. That's kind of coast. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It's a different different scene, but uh, it's very cool and that's why I like it a lot because we have all of this stuff to do. We have so much stuff to do all the time and maybe three months out of the year, it gets a little crowded for a little bit and it's, you know, nothing nobody can yeah. handle. It's nothing more than like a big city. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm, I'm out mm. here in uh, the Bay Area of California, so traffic, it's probably nothing close the to worst you. it could be exactly. out here. Yeah, Nothing close and, to yeah. that. Hey, before I moved out, before I moved out here, one of my, one of our, the friends of the show, um, one of our Patreon donors, uh, he warned me about the traffic out here, and I was like, ah, it can't be that bad. It's it's absolutely terrible. Just take the chunk so of your I'm life. Glad you dude. only have to deal with soul sucking. Yeah, right. Soul sucking. Well, at least mm. I work I work off hours so that I'm not yes. getting caught yeah, in right. the, the main rush hour of it. <laughs> but um, no, no, it's, South Carolina sounds beautiful, and like Matt said, it seems to be a secret little gem that uh, that you I'm know really, of America. I'm firm on that. I think it is the hidden gem of the U.S. right now. You know, everybody talk. You know, I I fantasize about Cali a lot. Maybe Florida. But no, I think it's I think it's South Carolina. I think it's a little bit north of what you think paradise is. I think I think Carolina's is, they're figured out there. I, I I'll back you know, you on that. Uh, and it's not too expensive to live at all either. Like they right. don't overcharge everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, you go to like uh, California, or say you want to live in New York City, even you don't want the the nice weather. It's like you're <laughs> going to pay out the ass yeah. for the location. Yep. You go to Carolina, you got the nice weather, you got the nice it's spread out still. Yeah, you're not don't get me wrong, it's, it's hot asshole. as fuck right now. It's hot as fuck. Yeah, but it's also hot hey, as I'll fuck take in that. Ohio. Over the cold, exactly. It's hot as fucking Ohio, but we yeah, have a true. beach, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah. It buffs out yeah. some coastal access. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. So if people wanted to find uh, some of the stuff that you're working on, um, where's the best place for them to go about doing that? Right now, I have a new website that's going to come soon. Um, it's going to be nickjams.com, but it's not up yet. <laughs> and I'll okay. be able to tell. Like, with an S or a Z, I have uh, to ask. With an S. I thought about it, though. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I was like, do Could I want to go? You know. I probably should have, now that I think about it. Um <laughs> And then every you time you get the like, second domain, yeah, every time you like hit the website, like there's like a electric guitar, like wow, 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 just a nice like uh, yeah, pizza hot pocket pizza roll, Bill, '90s commercial, Bill kinda. and Ted style, exactly. Like. <laughs> um, but right now, if you want to hear anything, it's just uh, hit the lights and thief club, and uh, you can hit me up on my Facebook. I said um, I've been producing some records. I've got a new record I do with my friend Rick King out at King Sound Studios in Paducah, Kentucky. We've been producing some bands. We did uh, the last Further, um, Forever Came Calling um, EP that I definitely suggest you check out. It's fucking awesome. I love it to death. It means a lot to me. Um, and we just did a, a band from Australia, our good friends and Kids in Control, that will be coming out soon. Uh, just old school, really fun, fucking pop punk. I feel like this the pop punk genre for a while just took itself way too fucking seriously. And I think that it's, uh, it's all secular mm. and it's all going to come back to... We need some good times right now. <laughs> the world we live in, this state, like yeah. we just need yes. to fucking smile again. I don't give a shit if Scott comes back. I don't fucking care. <laughs> we just need to have some good times again. I think it's all coming back, and I think this uh, 
the uh, the release we did with uh, Kids of Control kind of reflects that as well. Coming back to uh, just the late '90s, early 2000s, good fucking pop punk um, that I think Hell everybody yes. will will enjoy. And you know, tur- Turbulent Times always produces the best punk. Absolutely. Mm, true. Yeah, yeah, and we are in that kind of fucking times right now. I've got to say, yeah, yeah, man, that era, you know, the golden era of pop punk is just, I love it, man. And I listen to all the same bands over and over again because there's nothing like it, I feel like, in my own. I just, I love that era. Yeah, well, it definitely, it's It's, got its own sound. You know, it all kind of separates itself. It's got its own sound, just like, you know, the... The early '90s had its own sound of the pop punk with with the mm-hmm. and Green Day and all that stuff, and it just kind of yeah. You just see that uh, that evolution, you know, from like the bands that listen to that mm-hmm. turn into that, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. But I feel like that you know that pop punk for a while has been just so fucking serious and just yelling at the mic and so self deprecating <laughs> and all that stuff. And I think yeah, that it's, yeah. I think you know everything runs its course, and like I, I think that it's coming back to something that, like people need to feel good. For a while, you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people are scrambling to adapt to sure. modern times instead of just like continuing to do what they're doing. Yeah, like what they were doing beforehand, rather. Mm. Yeah, and it's all yeah. gonna, it's it's always Something interesting to true. see where um, music goes because you you pick up people's influences from from all the you know all the stuff the music they've listened to before. So like, what are people now? What where songwriters coming up? What are they going to take from? you know, this last era, you know, where are they going to mm. go from that? Yeah. And it's it's going to be interesting. And I think that's a very interesting thing to, to always mm. look at and see the patterns and, like, see what things remind you of what. For a while there, there was a lot of, not a, a lot of 90s worship, I feel, um, as far as, like, yes. 90s grunge and stuff. And being a kid yep. in the 90s that grew up in a place where, like, I all my friends listened to grunge, and I was like, I guess I'll listen to this, too, until I found Blink-182, and I was like, this is awesome. Grunge is fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was always really <laughs> funny for me because I always thought, I was like, yo, after I found pop punk, I was like, grunge is fucking garbage. That's not what I wanted. That's just what I thought I was yes! supposed to listen to. So it's, it was, yeah. that was really funny for me, like seeing that shift of like all this 90s worship of like how how good grunge was. And I was like, I was like it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Okay. No, nah, it was like a placeholder. At the time, for sure, well, it was something. It Almost. was honest. And that's why I feel like grunge was the break mm-hmm. that people had from the like, commercialized, like you know, where where metal got into heavy metal, like hair metal, where like so they commercialized it and packaged it up and yep. like made it all about looks again. Just made it in the pop aspect. So grunge it's was the, the anti hair metal. Exactly, it was the anti hair metal, yeah. and that's why it was cool at the time. Yes. Not necessarily because it was good music, because when you listen to that shit now, that shit wouldn't fly on the radio. Fuck no, but no. no. No, no, pop punk to the the radio is like all American rejects, sure. like new shit. You know, yeah. like it's just it's totally different. And the genre in itself has always been sort of more of an up underground um, mm-hmm. like scene. In a, in and a I way. feel like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the people that are like listeners of it just don't even listen to the radio a lot of that time. No, too. no, it's more word of mouth exchanging like CDs. Yeah. Yeah. At, at for that era, you know, it's a, it's a whole market untapped almost. Yeah feel like you know if they if they knew how to craft the right way to fucking tap into that they'd be smart you know in in an alternative radio instead of this pop shit in in just the constant jd jay-z maybe beyonce fucking justin bieber whatever like it's just the same shit over and over again and these songs are and that's and that's the thing that's what bothers me a lot is not the fact that not that it's not good music 
It's just that it's the same thing. Yeah, over, over and, and over. Because and over because and over. the labels are listening and to stuff that works on radio, so then just like rush to sign any artist, they can copy over that and take over that uh, that that sound really as quick as they can, sell that stuff and keep moving on. That's what they do. You yeah. know, that's that's the name yeah. of the game. It's a poor algorithm yeah. for success, and that's why radio is dying too. You know, I don't know who listens to the radio. The, the mm-hmm. only people listening to radio are the people that have no choice in the matter. The only time I listen to radio now well, is when I'm in yes. my company van. You know, driving down, yes. and I haven't plugged in my phone, See, and I can promise you, yep. I'm fucking pressing skip 90 percent of the time till I find fucking 107.7 Mix FM where I'm getting my 80s. That's that's where I'm going because go. it's oh, all dude, garbage. Until I hear like fucking journey when the lights go down <laughs> in the city, fucking, I'm like skipping along. I'm like, what the fuck? When the lights exactly. there it is. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, You're like, oh thank good. God, thank God. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice break from this. Yeah, yeah. and that's just the reality. I don't know who listens to radio anymore because, like, now I feel like everyone has options now. They they listen to their Spotify. They listen to their it's all curated Pandora, yeah, Yeah. or like you know podcasts. Like that's that's where it's Mm -hmm. going anyway. You know, radio's fucking dead, Mm -hmm. and it should be because it's radio is dead. It's it's run by you know idiots that just fucking old dudes with way too much money that mm -hmm. need to fucking die. It's just that old family (laughs) money. Let's be honest. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, it's that old family money. I mean, like. Yep. It's it's like any other companies in the U.S. You know, it's Absolutely. all tied into the yeah. same thing, leading back up the tree to like four people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's I, I'm liking this progression, the change of it, and uh, you know, it looks into the alternative of like you know how like back to Thief Club. You know, I feel like you know it's going to be more independent again instead of these big fucking labels yeah. that are controlling everything. You know, and uh, we've talked about this with numerous artists on the show, but it's just like in this age. You guys are able to produce your content and say, fuck you. You're not going to come over here and tell me, oh, I need to make this a little more poppy or maybe I need to make this a little more harder or whatever, you well, know? And, and there's a difference, too, between uh, a, a constructive criticism versus mm-hmm. just, no, we're looking for something else. And it's like, well, yes. then, fucking, you're not looking for me then. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and like you said, there, there's yeah. power now because, like, you can, anyone can, anyone has that platform now to get their music out. And that's an amazing fucking thing. And we've all seen it now, like where artists will put out their shit on SoundCloud or whatever. And like, and, you know, things like Post Malone, like one of the biggest artists out there, he just started from grassroots, yeah. just doing his own thing. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. it's it's a beautiful, yeah. Yeah. it's a beautiful way to get around uh, all the bullshit. But there's also a balance too, because now it just makes more noise for the internet, and it's it's hard to sift out what you should listen to and what you shouldn't because you're bombarded with crap all day from so many other people so it's an interesting yeah yeah it's an interesting balance however i think it's a balance that's worth it one million percent you know like i'd rather have i'd rather have more selection of like stuff that i might not like than like them picking what i'm allowed to like exactly you know like me like coming from an artist that uh like we were right on the cusp of like when artists were selling (laughs) records um Mm -hmm. to when c's just stopped falling off and I can bitch all I want about people not buying records. Yes, it's a it's a real thing and it's a problem. However, when I think about all the things I have, like I can look up any answer I want on my phone, um, anytime I want, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Is it a good trade? Yeah, it's a good trade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people are gonna pay yeah. for music, you know, but you know, music can get out there. Like I, I, it's always like a bullshit thing. Like, well, at least you have more exposure. People aren't gonna buy things anymore. That's just how it is. Especially with music, people are entitled no, to yeah. music now. They just like they will not buy it for shit. They won't. However, everything you now, get yeah. with the internet, 
music yeah. and film and film. Sure, absolutely. Well, and even pod, even podcasts. You know, people like we give. We've done over 110 episodes, and they've all they're all free mm-hmm. for anyone yeah. to go out there and listen to mm-hmm. at any point in time. So you know, the model these days seems to be to go more towards like let the people who want to support you support yep. you. And That's what it has to be. Give them everything you can mm-hmm. uh, to show that you give a shit. Yeah, and there's <laughs> yeah. you know there's a purity in that. You know, there's a there's a really deep purity. Yes, because the people that really love to do it are going to do it, and the people that really really love you mm-hmm. are going to support that as well. Um, uh, there's always going to be people that skip by and and they're not going to pay for it and stuff. It doesn't mean that they don't like it at all. It's just, no. it's just it, the way that it's it's how we're breeding people now. That just that's yep. the yeah. truth so of the internet. Some people can and some people mm-hmm. can't. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and it seems like the trade-off with music today is, like, you guys got to make your money really performing these days instead of, you know, the copy, the the actual physical copy of a CD, yeah. a record, tape, whatever. It just seems like, you know, with Spotify, with Pandora, well, people I, don't I wonder pay how for much, a physical. I wonder how much a Patreon model would work for a band. That's that's yeah. another thing, yeah. Is like I wonder these other expectations, like, uh, you know, if, like, say, Hit the Lights had a Patreon, like, how that would work. But like it, it just seems like it's a transition to where people that are the fans want to pay to see you guys live. That's how you're going to make your money mm-hmm. now instead of like uh, the old model, which you know was obviously selling records was the biggest income, and then touring was just the the sugar on top. Right, it is definitely the opposite now, one million percent. So, and I think like slowly, it, it seems like you know with it's all happening so fast, and. Uh, I think we can really agree with fast. that really fast, especially in the grand scheme of things, like the internet and all this stuff. Like, I don't know where it's gonna go. Like, it's gonna, it's about to get really fucking weird. It's about to get like real weird, real yeah. fucking yeah. weird, real fucking fast. So it's it's gonna be a crazy time. I'm happy I'm alive for it. I hope I stay around for a little bit because, um, like us I said, too. I, I yeah, <laughs> well, us I can't too, stress yeah. enough how fucking <laughs> weird it's gonna get. Like, it, like with even like like uh, Twitter. All this stuff, like all this internet noise and shit, and and, and even mm. with the like, Trump presidency and all this stuff, fake news stuff, this is getting fucking crazy. <laughs> it's getting yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah. It's, get, it's getting to the point where you're questioning your own reality. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. reality. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is dangerous for humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is we, it? We all at least got to be on the same page of like what reality is. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I was. I uh, know if you guys find me like I. I don't use Twitter anymore. I haven't used it for a while. Um, I'm not a Twitter guy. Jesse's our Twitter guy. Yeah, so we do. We knows. promote the show on it um, and talk he, with yeah. other podcasts, but that's pr- primarily it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, just like for straight social promotion is like they. I mean, like it's yep. I, we. I did Twitter for a long time, and it was a lot of fun. And then, like slowly, it started shifting and twisting into something that was just like didn't mm-hmm. wasn't fun anymore. It's a weird thing. Yeah. But um, yeah. a couple weeks ago, uh, I got a text from my guitarist Kevin. He's like, "Hey, man, just so you know, um, this conservative Trump group has targeted some tweets of yours from 2010." And immediately, like, immediately my oh, stomach dropped. Oh, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Because I've said terrible things on my Twitter. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> But uh, it was about they 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 took a bunch of tweets about me uh, making jokes about eating babies, and okay, oh my said God. that I was part of a like the PizzaGate and I was a uh, a uh, pedivore <laughs> and I was e- I was part of Illuminati and I and I'm a baby eater, and I got wow, these man. giant like this Whoa. massive flood of these QAnon. Have you heard of QAnon? Oh, I've heard of QAnon. Yeah, yeah. So whatever that is, but there was a bunch of these these fucking. 
stupid people who were just like <laughs> bombarding me, like 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 adding the like FBI and stuff to like try to oust me as a baby eater. <laughs> I was like, oh, this man. is the yeah, weirdest like the, shit. I I could not like have the, predicted this. Bottom part of the iceberg, like conspiracy theory. People. Yeah, uh, well, and I guess these are Infowars. Uh, yes, subscribers. That's yeah. exactly what they were, and they go around like I guess because my account was verified, so they would try to get verified people fired from their jobs or whatever. So like, first off, you're yeah. scraping the fucking yeah. bottom of the barrel with me, people. Second off, like, <laughs> like I'm like self-employed. Like, I was hoping. I was like semi-hoping, and I and I don't want. I should just knock on wood. But I was semi-hoping that Lori would get a call. But like, you are you're hiring baby eaters. <laughs> you make me sick. <laughs> and I was hoping I get like, a call. He does on like, his lunch break. I have no yes, control over. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> So, like, that kind of oh, stuff man. of just oh, how man. weird it's fucking getting to that point where, like, it's just getting yeah, so bizarre and, like... Of, completely out of touch with reality at that point. Yes, yes, yeah. 1 million percent. And it's all this internet mm. noise and, like, some of these, like, who knows? These could have been, like, some Russian bots, like, because there were so many of these weird accounts that were, like, like, hitting me up about, like, throwing me in jail, but then, like, they'd have, like, one follower and, like, it was just so yeah. bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah, it's just like mirror, mirror accounts, you know, people. And that's the thing. Like, these days you can weaponize, like, anything online. You yeah. can do a lot of good uh, with the internet, or you can yep, do a lot of bad. It's a, it's a sure. tool just like anything else, I guess. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're glad that you're putting some great music out on the online for our access through Spotify and all, and all the other channels. Um, as opposed to, you know, tweeting ridiculous uh, conspiracy theory <laughs> for <laughs> that's example just, that, that's what i'm here to do I, I, i'm just here to fucking make music that i like and the fact that i can connect with people and eat babies on that no. that's what's <laughs> that's what's all i've been about hell yeah yeah what what's next real quick before before we wrap this up what's next are we going to hear more hit the lights or are we going to hear more of the thief club I, what is going to be the next thing we hear i've i've just decided recently that i'm going to do another thief club record cool. so so I, my my aim is to have it out by spring. My I, what I want to do is not say a thing about it okay. and then just release it in spring. You know, like nice. Eminem, Eminem did with style. Kamikaze. Yeah, but you guys are really nice. Um, and uh, I've taken a couple shots. We of get the beans, so you get the exclusive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Alcohol is lube that will uh, lead the way. Social we lubricant. Yes. We try to. We, we people don't know this, but we uh we put that in the um, pre meeting. We say you know you must have a little bit of alcohol before we talk. We to t- you. I we, think it's we fair. Breathalyze all our guests. <laughs> Yeah. Not Make there sure yet. Over the limit, you know. Yep. Yeah. Not there oh, yet. Man. Head back there. Come back to me when you've had a couple shots of rumplements. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Well, th- this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Nick. Yeah, man. We're we're fans for over a decade, and uh, it's it's been a fucking pleasure. And we're looking forward to the next release of the Thief Club. And when it comes out, we want you back on. Oh, please. I think we're we're friends now, right? We're friends now. That's how it works. Immediately. Did we just become best friends? I think, I think we did. so. I think, I think so. We did. Fantastic. I think we did. Thank you guys for having me. I fucking appreciate it. It's been a blast. Oh, man. It was, yeah, it no was fucking awesome. Do you want to Do you want to throw out like your Instagram handle or anything? People follow uh, you. You'll find me if you want to. Who fucking cares? There you so, go. We're all going to die anyway. <laughs> oh, Come man. on. Yeah, and, we'll be po- and we'll be posting all that man. stuff up on our Facebook and all that shit anyway. So. Oh, good, man. Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. <laughs> and people... If you want to check us out, Facebook, American Soccer Podcast. Also on Instagram, you can find promos for each and every show, American Soccer Podcast, and the website, aspodcast.com. I'm going to subscribe right now. 
Nice. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank we appreciate it. We're, we're also on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, all the episodes are on YouTube. Please rate and review the show and tell a friend. You know, create more slackers out there. That's what we want to see. Hell yeah. And, uh, hey, if you want to talk shit about Nick, send us an email. Slackerpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You know, if you want to tell us the secrets about this guy, if you know this guy, uh, please. let us know. Let us know. Please. please. Dirt right. email to us? Is that what's going on? I, I don't know where I'm bringing this, but we're, we're bringing it there. <laughs> I encourage it. Spotify, I need, I need hey. humbled. I'm I'm way out of my my head right now. I need humbled for sure. <laughs> all right, Spotify. Hey, check out Hit the Lights. Check out Thief Club. All right, two separate words. Make sure you type it in like that. You will find some fucking music that you will love. All right, they will be featured on our American Slacker Podcast featured artist playlist, and also check out our show there, American Slacker Podcast. Spotify is the shit. It's easy. Makes it nice and easy. Just whatever you want. All right, check it out. And also, check out our personal shit. You can catch me on Instagram at MWG Media and on uh, Xbox Live at Matty G from HP. And you can t- catch me on both of those things at Landers the Plane. Mr. Nick Thompson, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure fanboying out having you on. We've been fans for a while, man. That, thank and, you for uh, having me, man. It was awesome. You. I'll definitely do it again. Awesome. Awesome. We look forward to having you again. And until next time, that's it. There you go. I gather stones when the weight of the world is too much. Rather suffer than not have enough. Building castles that sink into sand. In search of land lost in a fog. Made my peace with that. Floated on and then you came along. And helped me light my way. And all the times I wasted on someone that wasn't you Like all along I should've known But now I found the truth If I could just wake up to you Make love to you That's all I wanna do So guide me like a lighthouse back to you I know it's hard I miss the weight of your head on my chest I miss keeping you warm in your bed Making moments I'll never forget Like the ocean breeze you came along To lift my sails, to take me home And when you're gone I can barely stay afloat And all the times I wasted on someone that wasn't you Like all along I should've known But now I found the truth If I could just wake up to you Make love to you That's all I want